Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm Dana, and this week my guest co-host is Harry. Our week with Harry comes to an end today as he and I discuss being clean and sober in the same city you drank and used in, what it's like to find recovery where you hit your bottom. Let's join the conversation. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. They, they finally stopped choking the trees here in the city. I think they've opened up a square with all the trees now. Just a tiny square, though, which I always I, feel like is more for the dogs because it's so funny because people are walking their dogs and the dogs go right to that one patch. They're like, thank you. But it's funny. Like, if you watch, like, pre-me pre, pre me in San Francisco, Streets of San Francisco, that show, like, you'll see there's not a tree in the city when you watch that show. Nowhere. I don't no, think I've seen that show. The Streets of San Francisco. How old is that? Uh, Carl Malden and um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. When he was young. You don't know this show? No, I don't. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. That's so weird. Producer Shar, chime in. No, it's from the the 70s. It's from like the late 70s and it's like the streets of San Francisco and there's like the, there's actual, I have the music in my head. I I don't think I can put it. How do you guys know it if it's from the 70s? It's literally the Nash Bridges of the 70s. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I didn't see Nash Bridges either. You guys are from the Bay Area. Don Johnson and Cheech Marin? (laughs) Come on. But yeah, like you no. know, like you think of like Rockford Files or anything like that. When like if you think of the streets of San Francisco, it's the same thing. Okay, it's one of those like crime cop. Yeah. Was dramas. it good? You know those shows. Something the, would happen. The seventies. Oh, okay, because I love some Law and Order. It's no, it's the seventies. So you know, you solve a major crime in an hour. But it wasn't especially heinous. No, and usually, okay. yeah. No. no. <laughs> Oh, I'll definitely have to watch that. So anyway, yeah, there were no trees. And if you watch that, there's no trees in the city, but now there's trees everywhere. So when right. I was a kid, the trees were all choked. There was They were choked around a, a circle of cement. Yeah. Now they've opened up a square and they plant native California things in there now. Yeah, and they people have like trees on their roof and stuff. They're doing all sorts of stuff. I yeah, think. which is great. Yeah. It's not helping us down below with the people shooting up and throwing their needles aside. But hey... <laughs> What's that all about? I know. I, it's like so, I mean. I at least had the, the audacity to go find a proper receptacle for my needle. Oh, my God. I at least had the shame to hide <laughs> when I was fixing. I mean, now, like I was driving home the other night and there's a guy using the street light in front of my place to hit a vein. And I was like, dude, that is not cool. Like, when did it become legal? Like, when did it become totally social, socially acceptable? Well, I guess it's legal when the cops stop doing something about it, I right? guess they just don't care. It's kind of, you know... I'll show them. I'm going to start calling 911 every time I see someone shooting up and make a big scene about it and just yeah. do a little old lady voice. There's someone shooting up! <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one of those, I think, rare people in, in recovery that feels like harm reduction is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um... I think well, I do too, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why I don't have HIV and Hep C. That's so true. Fact, I do appreciate harm. harm the fact reduction. that I was able to pick get, to get free needles or buy them at Walgreens definitely kept me from reusing needles, which is a good thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think San Francisco needs something like Needle Park in Amsterdam. They need a place where these people can go to and do this stuff, where it's that's what that area is for, and that's what they do there. I think they've made the whole city like that, though. But that's ridiculous. I know. I that's know. Ridiculous. I know it really is. Yeah. And, and it's difficult to be someone in recovery and walk by that. You know, like to walk over a needle that still has shit in it. That's like, I don't need to look at that. Yeah. It makes me sad. This is my hometown. I love it. I love San Francisco so much. I'm a total snob about the, the city. 
you know, I always tell everyone that I'm from San Francisco and I'm very proud of it. And, uh, you know, it sucks that that's the situation right now. But, you know. Yeah. Things are what they are, right? That's right. It's not always pretty. At least we have AA. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's recovery. Yeah. It's so funny because, I mean, it used to be a time where uh, I couldn't go to meetings in the mission because it's like, I shot up there. I smoked crack there. I get... It's like I've done it. And now I made sure I've gone to a meeting everywhere I've used. I've gone. I've turned it into a place where it's like I might remember getting loaded there, but I also remember some recovery there. Yeah. So it's like nothing is completely tainted mm-hmm. or, or it's tainted both ways. Yeah. So it would also make it like if I ever knock on wood, I won't ever relapse again. I'd be like, oh, God, that's where I'm meeting is. And it would be really hard mm-hmm. to use. Yeah. So it works both ways. It does. Yeah. I think I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to build. I'm trying to find out where I fit in recovery in Sacramento. Yeah. It's been interesting. Um, it's still happening. Yeah. You know what helped me? I uh I got a commitment at a women's meeting and because mm-hmm. I was up in Sonoma complaining. I'm like, they don't do it right in San Francisco. You know, they say everything differently. Why do two people have to read how it works instead of just one? It, it's like every, you know, and um, and everybody told me their story. Like, you know what? When I moved from Oakland, when I moved from Alameda, I thought they did it wrong here. And um, and this woman who had moved to, I think she moved to Tahoe or somewhere else where she was like, you think they do it wrong there? You should see Tahoe. She was like, you know what saved my butt is I got a commitment and a meeting. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So next time they were at, you know, they did the commitments, I got a commitment and it totally did change things. I feel yeah. much more plugged in. I've been dabbling in a new program called Refuge Recovery. Yes, Have we had Noah on the show. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so very small in Sacramento. Um, I was going to say they have that. Do they have that up there? A couple meetings, yeah. Okay, cool. Three right now. When I yeah. started, when I started, there was one. Oh, wow. and I literally was like, the, I was the secretary of that meeting for maybe twelve months. Wow! And literally through the middle of a relapse too. I was still secretary in that meeting and sitting there sometimes with two or three people. Wow! And it's kind of burgeoned into something more lately. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. It's a start. It's very limited, though. Mm-hmm. You know, a limited amount of people, and limited amount of meetings. Yeah, but definitely not enough for the whole package that's true and like and like a lot of things there's way it's way bigger in southern california yeah so i know but yeah and oakland in oakland there's a there's a pretty big community in oakland should be it should be big in san francisco too i think it is we went to i went to one of the um it's it's like at their home spot over on florida in the mission is it on florida it's somewhere in the outer mission we went with noah and there was a ton of people there. Yeah, they have a like a center, some yeah, sort of Buddhist center right, there. Right, right. Is it against the stream? Maybe. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I I'm one of those people who feels like anything you can do for your recovery is yeah is awesome. So yeah, I actually have plans to um, go to some NA meetings in the Sacramento area with um, an old friend from. 2000s NA. Really? That we knew each other from, yeah. Awesome! Yeah, so who's living up in, in um, yeah, up in, I think, Cameron Park or something like that. That's so cool. Outside of Sacramento, yeah. So I have irons in the fire. That's really cool. Now that I've, you know, now that I'm not going to be working almost every day like I was for about five months. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, it's like, I feel like when we spend more time, like, it's funny, when I haven't been working and I've been going through a depression, things always get better because I've got so much time to do recovery that, and then I'm like, oh, that's what I need, mm-hmm. you know, because then it's like when I'm, I find when I'm doing nothing but working and then, you know, for example, I went through the thing with, with my cat, with Pete Inc., um, I would have feelings, I'd be crossing the street and I'd have feelings like I don't necessarily 
have the desire or think I'm going to go out and get loaded, but I don't want to be in my body. And I yeah. don't want to feel this. And I and like the more I felt that, the more I realized I needed way more meetings. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been working on. Totally, yeah. I'm looking for this balance. Um, yeah. Um, in my life, um, that has my wife, my daughter, um, my home, uh, my relationship with team and training, and um, being a coach on the cycling team, which I started doing just a couple weeks ago. Um, keeping myself healthy, going to meetings. You know, um, my job is that I do for my family, doing commercial property management and being a registered nurse and like finding a way to make all that work together because those are all. That's a really full life. It is. That's good though. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like coming coming from where I come from, it's absolutely amazing that I have this many blessings in my life. Totally. Even through all the relapses, even through not having, I've been sober this whole time. Um Having recovery in my life has still managed, even through all the relapses, I've been able to build a really fantastic life for myself. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like somebody just recently said uh, at a meeting that I was at, they were like, don't quit before the miracle happens. And then and then she said that she prefers the saying, don't quit after the miracle happens either, because that's yeah. certainly what I did. And it always, it always gets good again if you just stick with it. Totally. And then it gets bad again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then it's going to suck and you better be working a program. <laughs> yeah, when the shit hits the fan, you better hope you have some sort of spiritual foundation to stand on. Or exactly. It's going to go south real quick. Yep. kind of. It's like a bank account. You better be putting money in there. Yeah. And I, and I feel like my bank account's kind of low right now in that area. So I'm, I've been really thinking about getting, you know, more into recovery in yeah. that area. I can't, I can't, you know, dealing, you know. I think working with, you know, TNT and doing that stuff has has been a support for my recovery because it's it's for a good cause and it's it's about helping people and it's about a positive thing. It's not quite the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've all I found the same thing. Like I could be doing something that's good for me but it's still not exactly the same. Yeah, it's a good add-on item. Yeah, but not, definitely. It's not the, it's not the it's not like the the meat. Yeah. Go sponsor some people. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I need yeah. to start sponsoring some people. Yeah, I do. That's always what helped. That that changed my life. Yeah, yeah. I sponsored a few people when I was here in the city, and um, um, I'm still friends with one of them. Actually, very close friends, even though he's drinking now. But um, we're still very close. Yeah, you never know when you're going to be the only person that shows that person any love. Mm-hmm. So I'm always still there for that person, unless they want to call me drunk at four in the morning, in which case I'm not there. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm still, I'll, I'll still remain in someone's life. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm, you know, just hope that the people you love get better. Yeah, like they hope for us, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show, Harry. Thank you so much. It's my first time doing a podcast. You did great. And I'm kind of a podcast fanboy, so I'm really excited. Well, you I'm, did awesome. Yeah, I'm totally devoted to this uh, this true crime podcast in Can- in Canada called Dark Poutine. So um, I can't wait till that this sounds like a dirty word, but dark, I, I dark guess it's poutine. French. <laughs> Man, so- she had some dark poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give a huge shout out to Harry for being on Radio Rehab this week and being so open with all of us. It helped me. I hope it helped you too. And another shout out to you for listening. If you haven't already subscribed, you can do so on iTunes and give us a like. 
It makes me so happy. If you want to contact us, our phone number is 415-496-9511. You can email us. It's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back.